I'm stuck in the chicken coop. Oh man. Entertaining for you. This is fantastic. Uh-huh. There's a latch there so that it doesn't lock on me. Hey, this is Jared. Hey friends, this is Annette, and this is our <laughs> Azure Farm podcast where we're gonna talk about all things farm, family, home, and all things in between. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, Farmily. I am here today with a very special guest. Jared and I are here and that I'm so excited to interview um, one of my absolute favorite, I'm going to say chicken and duck moms that I have followed for a while. And this is Lisa from Fresh Eggs Daily. You probably know who she is. If you don't, Lisa, you want to give us a little intro of who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. I'm really excited to talk to you face to face because we've kind of, you know, known each other virtually, I guess. Yeah. But it's always fun to, to kind of get together and chat. Um, yeah, so I'm Lisa Steele and I um, founded Fresh Eggs Daily, I guess about 10 years ago, basically talking about raising chickens and ducks and knives and fed geese, um, but naturally using herbs and edible flowers and, um, you know, just kind of, we eat their eggs. So I wanted to raise our animals as naturally as I could. And it's just been like a great journey and I've written a couple books and hosted a TV show and have a blast on Instagram. So that's where I met you in fact. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. You know, I was reading um, something online and it said that you were kind of this um, living the city life on Wall Street and kind of just totally switched it up and decided to do something different. What made you do that? Yeah, I did. And it, I mean, it, it's kind of a cliche, I guess, because I mean, I've written a couple, I, I've read a couple of memoirs of that same thing, or it seems like everybody kind of ditched the city life. But um, yeah, I mean, I grew up on a farm. I grew up in the country in New England, and my grandparents had chickens, and I raised chickens, and yeah. I did the 4 H thing. And um, I, then I, you know, I went away to college because when you're a kid, a small town, like you've explored every nook and cranny. It's like not the thing it. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, there's a big world out there. Um, but, you know, it doesn't take a few more than a few years before you realize it's not you. You know, the whole rat race. And um, I was living on Long Island and working on Wall Street. And um, I was young and I was thinking, I can't do this hmm. in 10 years or 20 years or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so long story short, my husband was in the Navy. Well, we weren't married at the time when I was working on Wall Street, but we got married. He was in the Navy. So I, we ended up bouncing around a little bit, which kind of was the end of any kind of career anyway for me. So it was a really great time to transition and say, you know what? We're in Virginia. We kind of live out in the country a little mm-hmm. bit. He had gotten some horses. He always wanted horses in the backyard. That was like his his dream. And he was almost ready to retire. Um and it was 2009. It was the recession. Everybody yeah. was kind of, you know, thinking about, hey, we've only got one wage earner now or, you know, a little bit of insecurity, kind of like there is now. Sure. <laughs> or has been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so someone at work had just gotten chickens and uh, I wanted some goats because I thought they would be super fun and I could make soap and cheese and all that. <laughs> and uh, he didn't quite think that would be as fun. So he suggested chickens. And I mean, honestly you know, having grown up with them, I wasn't like a huge fan of the chicken. You know, as a kid, it was chores. It was like, you know, my friends are going to the pool and my mom's like, no, you You have have to to clean clean the coop, you know? And I'm like, oh God, chickens, you know? But I was like, all right, if I get the chickens, at least, you know, I can get him to change his mind about the goats. I'm not going to say no to any animal. So that was 2009. And we went and we got some baby chicks and ducklings at the feed store. Um, and that was kind of like the beginning of the end. I mean, you know how it goes. There was no turning, sudden, no turning, no turning. There was back. no turning back. <laughs> you have six, and then all of a sudden you have three dozen. And um, we never yeah. did get the goats. Um, 
I kind of have my hands full with what I'm doing now. So sure, it all worked out well. Yeah. So it was kind of chickens and ducklings right off the bat. You just just uh-huh. went for it with both. Did you do ducklings growing up or just the chickens? No, that was really, I mean, we went to the feed store with the intention of getting chicks. And this we walked so in, hard. you know, there's all the like <laughs> staring at two you. Of those and two of those and two of those and whatever. Um, yeah. And then there was this box of ducklings too. And so my husband's like, oh, we'll take two of those. And I was like, okay, wait, what? I, I kind of like, I know how to take care of chickens. Like, I feel like I grew up with it, even though it's totally different, you know, when you're a kid. But I was like, I know nothing about ducks at all, you know? So I had like this crash course and I, you know, I made some mistakes. I tried brooding them together and Mm -hmm. learned pretty quickly that, you know, in a week, the ducklings are like twice the size. They're massive. You know, they're wet all the time. And the chickens, I mean, it was, it was like, you know, I learned that lesson pretty early on. Um, But yeah, the ducks have been great. And I mean, honestly, I really prefer the ducks. Um, to the chickens, but I did have a little bit of learning to do about the chickens. And then geese, which we got, I think two years ago or three years ago was a completely another sure. learning curve, you know, but it's, it's fun to learn. And of course I can apply some of the same principles, you know, with sure. the herbs or the natural supplements, things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, we are. I, I want to get geese. We have to do a, a larger coop and kind of rearrange our things a little bit before we can do that. I keep telling Jared, those ones that are, of course, I want the really fancy ones, but then they probably would look dirty all the time. So there'd probably be no point in that. So it's a nice idea in my head, but um, not as realistic. It's funny with the ducks, though, how you said, because the first time we got ducks, nobody really tells you that they grow so fast. And it's it's almost it's literally overnight. Like you walk in and they are, they've doubled and mm-hmm. you better figure out quick what you're going to do with them. So it is, it is a different ball game with the, the ducks, but uh, Jared, I, um, I've said, we've, we've not had any real marital strife coming out here to the farm, <clears throat> except now when the chickens, some are flying out of their area and are roaming everywhere and they're moving all his pine straw. Don't you love it? Just get to the point where they're pooping on your porch furniture. Oh my God. You know, man, that's oh, the thing. It's his, and so, <laughs> always complaining about the poop on the right? patio. The poop, I know. And I'm like, okay, the ducks don't. So actually, you know, in a way ducks for us have been messier in some ways, but they're more contained and they don't mess up the ground as much. They don't, you know, and so I don't know, it's kind of a toss up sometimes, which one I love both, but right now the chickens are a little bit of a strife in our household uh, (laughs) and we're we're trying to, um, we're trying to rein them, wrangle them in, but we'll see, hopefully we'll, we'll figure out a better method with a new coop, but maybe, you know, some people have like a a marital coach. We need like a chicken coach, a chicken marital (laughs) coach. (laughs) Chickens are super destructive. I curse them. I mean, we have little cages all over the yard all spring because they eat like everything. They eat all my hoxes. They eat all the bulbs. They, or they don't eat them. They scratch them up. They destroy like everything. So we just have these little cages dotted (laughs) all over until everything gets big, but you're right. The doc, they do like no damage. Like right? the ducks walk around our yard and they eat slugs and, you know, they, they look for puddles and stuff, but ch- ducks are way less destructive. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, oh man, nobody tells you these differences. So now I know we'll see in the future, but <laughs> I, I still love both, but you know, it's hard because now it's spring. We've got some baby chicks again. Do you have baby chicks now? Any new ones? No, oh, I got some, but I ended up giving them to my friend because I was traveling. So I was going to be gone for like three weeks right after we got them. So she was like fostering them Aww. and I don't think I'm going to get them back. 
but that's okay. You won't probably no, not. I won't, I won't get them back. attached. No way. <laughs> what do you think? You know, I feel now it's like, oh, I wish people would have told me certain things. What do you think is your like number one with, as long as you've had chickens, your number one thing before you get chicks, before you start, what do you think is the best, I don't know, suggestion you would give someone? I think the only thing that I really like struggled with. Um, and again, cause I was a kid when we had them. So I didn't really know like all the ins and outs and the nitty gritty and stuff, but I, I think it's the whole predator thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think people just are not prepared that like their family dog might kill their chickens yeah. or, you know, everything in the world under the sun wants to kill their chickens. You know, mm-hmm. that, um, we had a Fox attack super early on. They dug actually under our barn Ugh. into the run. Um, and, that was before I realized you had to, you know, sink the fencing. And I think what a lot of people don't, what they miss is they don't sink the fencing in between their coop and mm-hmm. the run. Mm-hmm. Like they do the three sides, but you have got to do that last side that last of the side. run because they can dig right under and they will, they'll dig right under your coop and get in. So predators are a challenge as you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I free range as much as I can and as much as I feel comfortable with, cause they love it. And it's, you know, they eat ticks and stuff, but I mean, you have like everything literally wants to eat a chicken, like everything. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And it's um, a lot of times I've found at least, you know, with friends is that it has been their dog and, you know, and they're like, our dog was super sweet. We've never had trouble. And then all of a sudden, you know, something snaps and it's an animal. I mean, they're all animals. They have these instincts. You can't gauge, you know, you don't know. And yeah, you're never prepared for that. And it's so traumatizing, you know, especially if you have little ones. So that is a good thing. Just make sure I had someone, you know, once tell me like, Oh, I just went to the store and I just bought chicks. I didn't, I I'm going to get a coop. I'm going to like, they hadn't even planned out what the plan was. And I'm like, no, you really like you, it's a commitment. Like they're like little animals. They have actual, like you you have to have a plan for their housing and what you're going to do before you get them, you know, don't backtrack because it's going to be so much harder. Um, Yeah. It doesn't matter that they're only like two or $3. They're still living things. Even worse is when people email me and say, I have chicks hatching under a mother hen. What do I do? I, I, I don't know what to Mm -hmm. do. And I'm thinking, well, you had at least three weeks when you knew this was going on yeah, to, to like plan. do some research, to plan, you know, yeah. I, I, I think the lack of, of, and there's no excuse now. Like when I started, I don't know how long you've had chickens, um, but you know, back in 2009, like there wasn't a ton of information. No, there Facebook was, was kind of just starting. Instagram wasn't around any book I read. It was more geared either towards broilers or large mm-hmm. scale, or basically was like, if your chicken gets sick, you know, just like call it and get a new one. So there, there really was oh. a ton of information, yeah. Yeah. but now there's no excuse. There's information. There's almost too much information now. So there's really mm-hmm. no excuse for not doing your due diligence, learning. I mean, especially the feed issue. I, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, the number of people who don't realize that there are different stages of feed and, you know, no, you can't have mm-hmm. chicks and juveniles and adults, like all eating the same feed and mm-hmm. ducks need different feed and they need supplements. Like, I think any animal, whether it's a dog or a cat or a horse or a chicken, like just researching the feed requirements and nutritional mm-hmm. requirements, you would think would be like the Important. bare minimum somebody would do. And mm-hmm. and so many people don't do it. Or they say, you know, I put my chickens all on layer feed and they're not laying any eggs. And I'm like, well, that's not really how that works mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not like the layer yeah. feed forces them to start laying. So yeah, the lack of, of I think, research and reading. Um it's kind of discouraging, you know, because we all, in whatever way we do it, put out so much and we're available. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. most of us can be contacted through messaging or email or comments. And it, it that kind of astounds me. 
I do. I will say people do ask me a lot of questions about chickens mm-hmm. and ducks and everything. And it is interesting that a lot of it is information you could probably research and know, but I, I don't think people, I just don't think people do it. And it's hard to, when it's, you're not like, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a vet. I'm not a, you know, and sometimes people are asking you stuff and I'm like, I think you really need to maybe like look into this a little more, like, don't just go by my, you know, but it's, I I think it's nice to be able to share information and, you know, and help people enjoy the joy of growing, you know, little chicks and ducklings. And it can be so rewarding and fun if you do it the right way. Yeah. I feel sad when someone doesn't have a good experience and you're right. That's a good point about the medical advice too. I've actually had people, you know, either send me pictures or describe the situation. And I say, you need to, to get them to a vet. And sometimes they actually say, well, like, what's the point of you then? Like, why are oh you even, and I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. I, can, I don't give medical advice. Like sure. I, I can say to you, these are the symptoms of, or signs if you're a chicken is egg bound, or these yeah. are the yeah. symptoms if your chicks have a coccidiosis, mm-hmm. but that's a lot different than diagnosing your chicken. Yeah. Like if you think there's a problem, you need to get to a vet, not get on your favorite Facebook group or forum or, you know, and ask kind of a general question. I see it all the time, you know, on, even on Instagram. Hey, my chicken's like all hunched over and fluffed uh, up. Like, I see that too. Wrong. And I'm thinking, yeah, oh my just, God, you're asking like random Instagram people, like get <laughs> to a vet, please. Yeah, and they I, do it for dogs. I mean, the, the corgi group I'm in, same deal. You know, yeah. my dog's been throwing up and whining and crying and people are like, get the dog to a vet, please. Right. Like, I agree. You oh, know, that, man. yeah, that's probably my pet peeve is <laughs> I'm going to start, I'm going to start messaging you. I'm going to start uh, DM, <laughs> DMing you pictures of my chickens asking for a uh, specific medical advice. Oh my God. And, so, and some of them, like the point that it gets to like a bumblefoot infection or like an eye infection where the eye is swelled up like 10 times bigger than the head. And, you know, people send me these pictures and I'm thinking, Oh my God, like, how did you even let it get to this point? You know, it's, and I get it. And then people say, well, you know, I don't have money for a vet, but, yeah. but then who, if you can't afford a vet or if you can't afford an area to separate a sick animal, then you really have no business raising that animal. You know, that's another part well, of the whole preparation thing. Yeah. I think that's what it is, is that you do have to be prepared for what comes along with. And a lot of times people don't know. And so they do need like guidance, but I just think people don't realize sometimes, you know, it's, it's farm life. Like when you're dealing with animals, there's a lot you're going to come across that it's not the normal that you're, you know, you're not used to. So you probably have to have someone really help you, you know, that knows yeah. what they're doing, um, and, okay, and et cetera. Lisa, I got a question. You yeah. know, how animals can teach us different things. Uh, what would you say the greatest like life lesson you've learned from chickens that applies to a lot of people, whether they're raising chickens or not. It's like, here's a lesson I learned from chickens. <laughs> Probably don't go outside at night. No. <laughs> <Stay in the house. laughs> There's a lot of bad stuff out there. <laughs> no, I think, I think what I've learned and I, I watch my chickens probably more than I should or more than it's healthy. But um, <laughs> one thing I did learn is, and from, you know, doing some research, but watching what the chickens eat, what they don't eat, you know, they'll taste something or not taste something. And I actually learned that there is nothing in nature that tastes good that's actually toxic. Mm. So like, if hmm. you listen, if you listen to your body and you pay attention mm-hmm. um, and toxic things do not taste good, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you are out in the woods and you're like starving and you eat a berry and it's like a little bit sour, like maybe you shouldn't eat another berry, you know? Mm. So there's like these fail safes built into what's out in nature and chickens actually basically do know what's good for them and what's not good for them. Um, which is kind of interesting. It's, it's pretty amazing how they're very smart like that and you don't realize. And 
I guess I wouldn't know that you're right. Like I wouldn't know what to eat or not to eat. It's not really, I guess, ingrained in me that way, but yeah, that's so cool. I like that. I, um, I would love it if they could maybe clear out all the things, you know, when you want them to eat certain, like <laughs> eat the stuff that I want gone, not the pretty stuff. Cause that is what they end up doing, but I guess you're right. Well, so and the, talks yeah, the, the problem is, is, and the ducks do this. This is the one thing that ducks do that, that bugs me is that if there's something that like, you know, they're not supposed to eat, whether it's toxic or just doesn't have a nutritional value, that doesn't mean that they won't rip all the leaves off and throw them on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I, um, in terms of all the, you know, what to feed them and what to do with them, I've really enjoyed how you've taken a more, you know, natural approach in caring for your chickens. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something we've tried to do as well. And, um, I do think uh, a lot of times maybe people don't realize that what you give your chickens and what you put into your chickens is what like the eggs are going to be or what their health, you know, their health is what you feed them. Right. Um, so I really have appreciated where you have all the resources and also Jared, I don't know if you know, but she has like a lot of specific supplements for ducks, ducks and chickens for their nutritional needs that you oh, can give them. Nice. Um, and so it's just a, almost a f easy way for people to be able to give their chickens what they need. You know, they know exactly like, Hey, give them this or give them this mm -hmm. so they can be healthy. And I think that's very helpful because it is important what you feed them. You can't just like, people will say like, Oh, I just give them like everything from my kitchen or every table scrap or every, and I'm like, what are you eating? Because then also, you know, like you can't give them like cake. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think people just think like, I'll just give them anything, you know? And right. Yeah. So I've appreciated no, that, that a lot. That's really true. And, and I mean, we do, our chickens do get kitchen scraps, they get garden scraps, mm -hmm. you know, I, of course they get the occasional, you know, like pancakes or whatever, yeah, but like yeah, for the most part, like if somebody says to me, oh, I have a bag of stale cookies and I give them to the chicken. Right, that sort thinking, of thing. Yeah. Well, you can, but like, why would you, mm -hmm. you know, because it, it's not good. <laughs> Sometimes my husband even like, cause he's gotten, you know, conditioned to not throw things away and to keep leftovers sure. or whatever, you know, and sometimes he'll say, um, you know, we'll finish dinner or something, or he'll have gone for like fast food or something. And he'll come home and say, you know, should I save this for the chickens? And I'm like, no, that's terrible for them. And he's like, <laughs> oh, but like you let me eat it. But it's bad yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I, I do try to limit, you know, if you're, if your family is eating a bunch of like fried food and fast food mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. all that kind of desserts and whatever, like, no, that's not good for the chicken processed food and all that kind of stuff. But if yeah. you're eating, you know, lots of vegetables and, and fish and, and lean meat and whole grains mm -hmm. and sweet potatoes and like all that kind of stuff is great for them. I mean, it is really true that the nutrients in the chicken's diet pass right through to the egg. Mm -hmm. So not only are that the chicks that they hatch from those eggs going to be healthier, but you're eating those eggs and so your family's healthier. So it's like a big old circle, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you want to feed your chickens, you know, like fried chicken fingers every day, well, they'll eat them. <laughs> they'll love right. them. It's like they will eat what you give them. They will. Of so course. you, you kind of have to gauge what you give them because they will eat it. <laughs> yeah, you, absolutely. And then, I mean, there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with yeah. you know, just weird random things or whatever, you know, but as a steady diet, yeah, you should be really conscious about what you are putting into them. Absolutely. Do you have any specific thing you give like your chicks most like people now that are getting chicks and it's kind of that time of year that you say like, okay, I really make sure my chicks get this. <laughs> Sorry, my phone just rang. That wasn't supposed to happen. You're fine. <laughs> I didn't hear it. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, so what, what was the question? Like if I you have like with, like with baby chicks, 
You know, is mm-hmm. there like one thing where you're like, okay, I really feel like they need this. Like maybe people don't know baby chicks, you know, yeah, need that's, this. that's actually a good question because I had somebody actually email me um, last week saying that on one of the forums or groups, someone had told her that baby chicks should only eat chick feed for the first eight weeks, hmm. like no treats, no supplements, no this, no that. And I said to her, if you've ever seen a mother hen with mm-hmm. her baby chicks out in the yard, those chicks are eating grass and weeds and seeds and bugs and they're pulling worms out of the ground and Mm -hmm. they're eating such a varied diet so no I absolutely don't believe that baby chicks should not be given Mm -hmm. you know other than a feed I mean a well-balanced chicken feed obviously is you know the most of their diet but I add oats um rolled oats to their feed from Mm -hmm. day one especially with the ducks because it cuts the protein as you mentioned ducklings grow super fast so Mm -hmm. I try to like cut the the growth (laughs) down a little bit yeah because you know the too much protein is bad for them and they can end up with angel wing and things like that um but yeah I give my baby chicks rolled oats they love 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 them and I actually read studies and I, I can't find the study and I don't so I think it was maybe in a book I read not online but that um the oats can actually help the chicks be better at handling heat as they age. Oh, interesting. Which is weird. And I wish I could find it. Huh. I've looked online for it everywhere. Um, but I couldn't find it again. Um, I also, I'll give them like scrambled egg. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like, it's, so is that something, so people always think that's really weird. Do you want to oh, touch on that a little bit? Great. Cause I've, I've done that and people will be like, what, why are you doing that? And I'm like, well, it's, it's not, they're not eating baby chickens. Like, yeah, <laughs> like that people protein back. They get crazy. We have well, we have too many eggs to eat. Obviously, yeah. I don't want so I scramble them up for the chickens. I give them to them with the shells, which is yeah. a whole other thing. People freak about giving chickens egg shells, but yeah. So the the egg, I mean, right before a chick hatches, it absorbs the yolk of the egg it's in mm-hmm. into its body, and that's like its first nutrition for like the first forty eight hours. Like an egg has everything that you need to survive except vitamin C. So it is like the most complete protein nutrient dense food you possibly could feed a chicken or yourself for that matter so yeah absolutely baby chicks getting like some scrambled eggs it's not turning them into cannibals because right. they're, they're born cannibals like yeah, that that was sure. their first meal right yeah no absolutely eggs are such a great treat for them I mean eggs are probably one of the things that I feed my chickens the most and I mean I feed them raw sometimes too I don't always cook <laughs> I get lazy <laughs> I've done that too. And I've where people are like, no, don't. And I'm like, well, you know what? They're all healthy. They're all not trying to attack and eat each other. They're not eating their own eggs. Like when they're, when they lay them, you know? So exactly. Yeah. People lose their minds over that. And I'm like, no, that is not going to lead your, sh-. I mean, I personally think that giving your chickens egg or scrambled egg and eggshells prevents them from eating their eggs because they're getting what they need. Like they're only going to go looking for something mm-hmm. else if they that makes need sense. Some. Like, like all animals know what they need. Like when your dog eats grass or sure. whatever, you know, they, so if you're not giving them enough calcium, enough protein, enough nutrients, they're going to go looking for more. Whereas if you're providing it, they're not going to, I've never had a problem with chickens eating their, their own eggs. And I give them eggshells all the time. I don't bake them. I don't pulverize them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if I break an egg in the coop or in my pocket, they, I just toss the whole thing into them yeah. shell and all, you yeah. know? Okay. I'm glad to yeah, hear that from you. Cause that's what I've been doing. And I'm like, I think they're okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're fine. <laughs> like they're all right, but hmm, okay. Well, I've um, you know, since you are my chicken expert here, what is your, what's the what's the breed? What's the one that you're like? This is my favorite. Is there a favorite? Yeah, you're probably yeah. not supposed to have a favorite breed, but I really like Australorp. <laughs> oh, if, yeah. if Australorp played blue eggs, they would be like the, the perfect. perfect. <laughs> oh. Yeah, 
<laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're so friendly. They're hardy, you know, they're cold hardy. They're heat tolerant. They're good layers. They're good moms. You know, they're, they're like no drama. Um, they're a little chatty. They, they do, <laughs> they do talk a lot, but I think they're beautiful. Like I have a thing for black chickens. I just, yeah, I think they're so beautiful. Like when they're really healthy and they're getting like a lot of like omega threes and you know, their feathers are so shiny in mm-hmm. the sun and everything. I think they're beautiful. Those were two of our first ones. We had two <clears throat> and they were super friendly and just like always running up to me, you know, that sort of thing. So they were definitely a very good, um, a very fun breed. And I've not gotten more. I don't know why it's so hard. There's too many. It's so hard with chickens. There's yeah. almost too many things going on out there. There should be like just five breeds because when it gets complicated, you just don't even know what's going on. I don't know what's going on back there. We have all sorts of mixtures and <laughs> uh, yeah, there are definitely um, tons of breeds. Oh man. We, um, we hatched a ton of chicks, uh, last, last year and we ended up with so many roosters. Um, <sighs> that we finally, you know, I got rid of them all, rehomed them all, did everything. So now we're at a really good, in a good place, but it's hard. It's fun. It's fun to have all the baby chicks kind of the natural way, but it's also a a big uh, toss up of what you're getting. So it is, I had to stop hatching because I, (laughs) I, it's like so hard. One, one year when we were still in Virginia, I had had 16 roosters out of everything I had hatched. And I just, I let them free all summer because I was like, I can't, yeah, what do you do? I can't, I can't keep them in. So I let them out in the horse pasture and they just free ranged all summer. And I was like, you know what? If a fox is going to go up against 16 roosters, (laughs) yeah, exactly. More power to it. And they're fine. I mean, they, they just roamed around and they ate all the ticks, I'm sure. And and then one by one, like I put them on Craigslist and I put it on. Facebook and finally one by one, like I found homes for them, but it was, it's too much. I I don't have any more friends. I can give roosters. No, I literally just, literally just went through that. And finally the last friend texted me the other day and was like, do you happen to still have a rooster? Cause I was like, yes, yes, I do. (laughs) I was like, hallelujah. I somehow rehomed. I mean, it was, Oh, and they were beautiful. I I did mm-hmm. know someone. Um, I do know someone I follow on Instagram that has had like it's a bachelor pad of roosters, mm-hmm. and that's all they have is roosters because they don't they don't necessarily want the eggs, they don't want that, but they like having the chicken, you know, and so they have just roosters and they get along because there's no hens. And I'm like, well, it's right. beautiful. They're all so beautiful and so unique, but that's a very specific uh you know, yeah. it's a very specific thing. But hey, I guess somebody could do that, you know. Why not? But yeah, like rooster rescues. I've heard of a few yeah. of them too. And I mean, it, it definitely should work as long as there's no girls around. They'll, you know, just, it's great. I mean, most roosters obviously get eaten, you know, it, it's just yeah. a fact of life. Sure. You sure. Know, since the beginning That's of time, the, the poor roosters, they get, it's out, they're out, somebody's out for them, but <laughs> well, I, um, it's, it's fun. It's very fun for me to talk chickens. And of course I know you always talk chickens and ducks and all you do, but what's one thing that maybe, I don't know that you would say like people don't know about you at all that you never get to talk about that. Maybe you want people to know about you. Cause you're like, you know, everyone knows me as a chicken lady, but I also like this. <laughs> I feel like I talk about everything. I've actually done a couple of podcasts recently on like building a business or building a brand, yeah. which is super fun because I actually did go to college. I have a degree in, in business administration um, and accounting, um, which I think people kind of know about me. Cause I do talk about that you know, like a fair yeah. amount because that was kind of like how I got here. Um, but I, I guess the, the one thing which, I mean, people probably do know um, is because I'm working on a cookbook. So I've been talking a lot oh, about yes, you know, cooking right. and baking and recipes and, and all that, which has been super fun. Um, but probably something that 
no people don't know about me is I actually played piccolo in my high school band. Oh, that is very fun, actually. I love that. Do you still do it? Do you still have it? No, no, I had a flute. I had a flute for a while. Um, and I actually thought about like, you know, there's community bands and stuff like that. Um, But then I was like, Oh, the whole trying out thing. And, (laughs) but yeah, I played, I played flute and piccolo like all through high school. Um, Maybe you could do a video playing it with the chickens and ducks surrounding you. See, this could be be like something different. You know, it would be fun is you've seen like the duck, chickens, not so much. Chickens don't do well in parades. I don't think, but like mm-hmm. ducks or geese, they do like sure. to walk in lines and they'll follow you. You know, yeah. I, I thought about like doing one of those like duck or geese parades, you know, playing like stars and stripes or something. You totally for should. 4th of July. <laughs> I love it. I can see, I can see it now. Oh, that's very fun. I, um, I never took up a wind instrument. I tried piano and violin and I kind of wish my parents would have forced me to stick with it a little more. You know, I have a little one now. We'll see if she, I don't know. We'll see what she kind of, dear, did you have a favorite for Ava guitar? Is that what you thought? Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard when they're little. I don't know. I think they start too young. Cause I, yeah. same too. I, well, I wanted to play flute. And so my dad went to like the, you know, rental place or whatever. When we had to get our instruments, probably in like I don't know, fourth or fifth grade. And they were out of like everything but violin. So we oh. came home with a violin and I was like, I can't play a violin in a marching band. Cause I was like obsessed. He oh, football, yeah. Like every Sunday. Sure. And I was obsessed with the halftime. And when they used to have the marching bands and that yeah. and all the formations and everything. So I would watch with him and I was obsessed with marching band. And I was like, how could you bring me a violin? I can't oh. be in a marching band with violin. So I stuck with that for, I think a year. And then the next year I was like, you need to get there early and rent me a flute because <laughs> I don't want to do violin anymore, but my brother plays, my dad played piano. My brother plays piano, but my brother works for Bose. He's like a, oh, uh, a mu- uh, not a musical engineer. What's it called? Well, he's an engineer. He went to RPI with a minor in music. So Very cool. he like, turned his music into a career. Yeah. I wish well, I could play piano because piano, I feel is like something that you would do like yeah. just home. It, you're not going to sit around and play your flute at home. Like, I mean, sure. A piano, yeah. I feel like you could just sit down and play and it would just be kind of neat, you know? I know. I need to, I need to try to, there's no time. I need to try to sit and pick it back up again. We have a piano, but oh, that's uh, neat. it's one of those things. Maybe, yeah. maybe one day I'll get back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very grateful for you to do this. I think it's fun for, you know, just to talk chickens and everything. And, um, I think if, uh, people are looking for more information, what would they say to go to your blog is your main yeah. resource. Yeah, I would say my blog has a ton of information. The search bar is your mm-hmm. best friend. Um, I don't generally get to all the questions and comments on social media, but mm-hmm. I do answer all my email, um, fresheggsdaily at gmail.com. And obviously my books on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Go to your local bookstore now that we're open again. Yeah. You know, go to the bookstore and Your cookbook there. is coming out in February. Is that what I saw? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Next February. So it should be available for pre-order hopefully next month. We don't have a cover or a title yet, but it's getting closer. Oh, that's very exciting. I've seen you've been shooting all the images for it and everything. That's very cool. It's it's been, it it kept me sane through COVID because I I would have gone out of my mind without a project. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's a good project to work on. You know, that's a great project. Um, Okay. I'll finish with one last, one last question. I always, I try to ask this to everyone that we interview and it's if let's say everyone in the whole world could listen to what you're saying right now, what would you want them to know? Oh, wow. Um, well, I mean, to be obvious, I guess it would be that I really think that 
everybody should have chickens. You know, I, <laughs> I think this last year, if there was any silver lining, it was that people thought more about raising chickens and growing gardens mm-hmm. and taking up hobbies and learning skills. And I think that's really good because I think as a society, we have gotten away from all that. And I think that kids especially um, need to keep these skills that maybe mm-hmm. our grandparents had. Um, so yeah, I, I think no matter where you live, I think it's important whether you just grow some herbs on your windowsill or a tomato in a pot, yeah, like just do something to be a little bit more self-sufficient, a little bit more, um, you know, not relying on, not to be like political at all, but the government or food supply chain, mm-hmm. because we've learned that those can fail. Mm-hmm. So I, that's probably I like what that. I would say. I like that very much. And I think we would both agree with you. So Love it. <laughs> thank you. Lisa, for being a part. Hopefully we can do it again on some other fun topic at some point, but I really appreciate yeah, absolutely. it. And to all of you listening, um, we will be back next week with more. And thank you for always following along. And we will be back. Thank you, Lisa. 